you are now listening to the black print podcast stay tuned hey listeners welcome 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 to the black print podcast yo welcome to the black print podcast you know it is already no a in the black no i in the print keep it locked sit down get comfortable because you're now listening to the black print podcast come on peace blessings and wisdom to all the listeners and viewers i'm gassed to introduce to you the black print podcast yo welcome to the black print podcast you ready let's go things man <laughs> better photosynthesis i'll go on for the plant stem yeah you <laughs> oh all right Janaya, how are you doing long time i am good man i feel like a straight killer because i'm trying to eat bear plants today so you know I me mean? <laughs> it's, it's instant karma for the photosynthesis but no i'm good man i'm good <laughs> <laughs> happy to There's be back l- man life coming full circle for them plants yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, Aisha how are you doing today yeah I'm good thank you wait tonight why are you trying to eat bear plants today is it just because is there a particular reason I had chicken yesterday oh so you're trying to like <laughs> counterbalance no I get that it's like I've been like out a night and I've drunk way, way, way too much. And I think I'm going to be fine the next day if I drink enough water and have some vitamin C. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks, Byron. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. My team lost today. So, you know, I've been better. But W next week, and it's only pre-season. So, <clears throat> yeah, come on. Dubs, dubs, dubs. Um, but yeah, for all the listeners out there, you know how the ting go already. If you ain't checked us out, check us out ASAP. No A in the black, no I in the print. Black print media everywhere. And you can find the pods on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud as well. That's black print media podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, the way how we've been doing these pods recently is each member of the panel picks out a few um, news items or general topics of discussion, presents it, and then opens it up for discussion. So Without any further ado, uh, Janai, do you want to go first for us, please? Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. So the first topic, um, so mine are more topics of discussion for today, not really news items. Um, and it was something I've been discussing with like different friendship groups is like feeling comfortable becoming like successful and more successful as time goes on around the people you grew up with. And just kind of like, balancing that dynamic like is it even something that the two of you have to consider um or as you've kind of you know kind of advanced in your career got more money maybe changed your interests have you had to be conscious of the people you spend time with the people that you hang around with um and just yeah just maybe like just a discussion around that um (laughs) maybe that's not significant for the two of you but i'm just curious to see where you both feel about this um okay so yeah I can go so I don't think I don't think I've changed people that I'm around necessarily I do think so there are certain things I wouldn't discuss with certain like friends like you know there's some friends you have you've got like your long-term like really good friends that are just like kind of there like through everything you can talk about anything with and there are some friends 
I like just know I'm going to go out with and have a good time rather than it be anything deeper and I think that's okay I don't think I've changed who I'm friends with as I've gotten further in my career I've met new people like through my career that have become friends and then the main kind of mutual um I guess interest or thing that we have in common is related to work more so so I think it's more I have developed new friendships but I haven't had to I think um, cut off any of my old ones because of work or because of progressing in my career I guess this will be like interesting to hear your perspective tonight because you're you're in I guess the entertainment industry I guess you can call it that mm. as an artist so um in that kind of sphere success is kind of almost intrinsically linked with uh money and fame and that sort of thing as well so probably a bit more interested to hear on that side of things um but yeah similar to Aisha I haven't really experienced any of that sort of stuff I think probably what has distanced me apart from like some of my friends from uh primary school secondary school etc is probably literally like proximity so um I ended up going to a sixth form that was way out of the ends from where I went to school <clears throat> and then I went to uni again that was way out of the area um I didn't know anyone there so everywhere that I've gone like I've not known anyone so I've continuously made like new groups of friends and then as kind of Aisha was touching on like you have similarities with that new group that you may not necessarily have with an older group whether that be you know you're working with this set of people so you have kind of commonalities in a work context or you have like these groups here that you know from my perspective I play football with so I have kind of a more football related um, interest with them um, you just have those kind of differentiated friendship groups um, and I think matched with the proximity thing you may see yourself kind of moving away from some groups rather than others um, or spending more time with other groups compared to others but sometimes that's just a cycle of life and um, I think it can be I think difficult to look at it from a perspective where you still want to spend as much time as possible with one group if your common interests are fading so as a quick example like if you have secondary school friends who you have only literally experienced secondary school with nothing else as time goes on then you can't keep talking about the secondary school stuff you know what i mean like you've said all the stories that there is to say like there's <laughs> like remember when blah blah blah. like that's gonna get old you know what i mean so yeah those friendships might um fade away at some point but yeah i'm interested to hear your piece then yeah so it's interesting that you say about um proximity because my kind of journey was maybe a bit different because I obviously I stayed college in Croydon, did the uni thing, and then after uni, like pretty much every job that I've done, bar one or two, has been in Croydon. So it's been like very insular. <laughs> the entertainment industry, it's like there's a lot of um, focus on popularity, um, and it and and it can be a very pretentious space. Um, so I'm very aware of what that might potentially bring like i'm not in that space currently but i'm moving accelerating into it um and it's just something that i'm very aware of like 
as they say that, that that quote you're like the sum of your five closest friends so as you kind of have new goals and new uh, new objectives um i feel like it's an interesting thing to think about like how are you being how are you influencing those around you and how are you being influenced as well um so it's more so yeah i'm i'm very i'm just very aware of it as as Byron was saying um that you can't just live off the past like i do feel like it's key that you keep building new experiences with people um and those new experiences kind of have to be in line with your changes as a person and your new objectives and goals and if you can't build like new experiences with those people then i feel like there's almost like a cap on how much interaction and engagement you can have um so it's just an interesting reflection um i don't really have much more to say on the topic i was just curious to see where you both um were on that on that topic yeah no it is an interesting topic i just don't i'm trying to think even now i think i've had people that i've like drifted away from because lives just go in different directions or like they like move really far away and we might keep in contact online every like year or so um but it's not like i guess i don't know if i'd still call it like they're old friends but it wasn't anything i didn't feel like i needed to distance from them because goals were different it just happened sometimes um but yeah so i'm not but i hear what you're saying but i've not been in that situation sure i think probably well my my last comment would be kind of it's interesting when you look at so i was looking at you know ksi <clears throat> yeah yeah a youtuber come boxer come musician come he's just an all-round all-rounder these days i was going through like some of his old uh, youtube videos i used to watch when i was in sixth form yeah and when you look at how his that everything about his videos have has changed like his old videos literally just him in his room in his parents house just playing fifa fam. and to compare that to like making tracks with little wayne and all this stuff like the chalk and cheese pretty much and it'll be interesting to see how like he his friendship circles have changed as well because he's probably one of the richest guys like at, at his age in in the UK definitely and and what he's been able to do with his platform and off YouTube as well is phenomenal. So you like there can like looking back then he must have had friends that just like what are you doing? Like, what are you do? you're like literally just like making these stupid videos on YouTube like just give just just do what we're all doing focus on your books and that like, <laughs> and yeah when you look at it now it'll be interesting to see like if those friends who thought they were given like wise advice, which I'm sure it is probably wise advice. It's not like not wise advice, but those friends who were telling him to kind of quit his passion and that, see if they are still around or kind mm -hmm. of if they supported him through that journey or whatever. It'll be interesting to see those kind of examples yeah. as well. Facts. He came up in the discussion I was having with my my, my brethren. It was he was one of the people, um, and that was this morning as well. I was talking about him, like for instance, those people that were. I like as you've said it wasn't they weren't like maybe being malicious like they were actually probably probably trying to be good friends yeah yeah. like could, could they actually still be on that journey with you like with their mindset like if they're if your mindset is one of like growth and creativity and ambition and like it's just it's just interesting to kind of know like 
at what point are you just not even on the same level like the same wavelength and how do you yeah. how do you manage that because like what you might feel like in your heart not to be like hippie but like you like, like you're they're your people in it like you actually probably love them but then if you're moving at a certain speed in a certain direction like how yeah like how do you manage that because it's not something you're you're taught like you're never really taught this like is it okay to drift from people is it not like at what point do you compromise because you don't want to hurt people like can you carry people can you be carried on other people's journeys like I kind of feel like everyone just kind of has to like work it out for themselves but there's no like we're not taught about that process so yeah man interesting to hear, hear your thoughts on it man yeah I think that's um, from me um yeah that's topic one done <laughs> yeah that's what i felt like i could talk about for time as well but yeah let's, let's move on um, I can go next. yeah sure so the topic i have it is a news um item so you might have heard over the past week about the um the shooting in plymouth where five people were killed and it's recently um they've confirmed that who the guy was um so what was his name again he was 23 years old um and he shot and killed including a three-year-old girl her dad his mum and two other people who i don't know if he was related to they haven't confirmed and then ended with killing himself um his name was jake davison um but his reason was that they've done like looked into the background over videos he shared on youtube posts on facebook and he was what you call one of these incels so i don't know if either of you have heard of that group of people so it's like a group uh, particularly online that all over the world men who kind of feel like downtrodden because they a lot of them are virgins have never had a sexual partner and want one and then they hold a lot of resentment towards those that are sexually active particularly women so because a lot of these men want a girlfriend or a wife and haven't been able to get one oh i wonder why um and then so they don't like and so they don't like women and he he had that frustration he was 23 and i'm still fat and a virgin i don't have a girlfriend and um this was something he shared before he went on the shooting spree and he was trying to lose weight and not um, being successful with that and he just felt like life wasn't going anywhere and so then he goes out on a killing spree i mean i'm at the moment, the articles I've read are just kind of very stating the facts. Um, I'm intrigued to see the kind of narrative that comes out because with a lot of these, all of a sudden the media turns to mental health and there seems to be an underlying sympathetic tone. Um, I hope that's not going to be the case um, with this guy. I just, yeah. So that happened um, and he had a firearm um, and I'm not sure how this was all in the UK. So. I don't actually know how people get guns in the UK. I thought you could only really get them. Well, I mean, I know how people, you can get guns like on the black market and stuff. I get that. But I thought to have a license, you had to be like a farmer. Or there has to be working like agriculture or maybe like with animals. I think you can get a license. Um, otherwise, I think it's much harder to get even so than in the States. But yeah, so I thought that was a really sad story. Um, just interested to get your guys' views. And then, oh, sorry, one more thing. There was another, a similar incident a few years ago in Canada. I don't know if you heard of. Um, 
a guy that called himself an incel didn't have a girlfriend was a virgin and a lot of these men are like they're at the age where they think they should have had um like be in a relationship um and he also went on a shooting spree um yeah i mean like what is it that the audacity of these guys that's all i can say and i don't understand that how like killing your own mum and killing these people that have i don't know what his relation was if any with a three-year-old little girl but but how does that solve your issues if anything it shows why you can't get a partner clearly you're not a good person yeah i think it's a heroin story firstly um and i'm very like sad to hear about it mm-hmm. um it sounds like quite freudian like having issues with like your like a mother and then like you're not able to have sex or you haven't been able to have sex and you're killing did he how, did he just kill women no kill there were two men so the dad dad of the three-year-old girl and one other man, um, I'm not sure what his relation was with the other man. Yeah, it's mad. I'll be curious to know like what conditions are common amongst these people, like these incels. Like, what is it? Like, are they all like super, without like generalizing, super nerdy? Like they're properly like into technology, they don't socialize with women, are they socially inept? Like what? is that common denominator um because i definitely feel like it needs to obviously it needs to be addressed yeah and there needs to be an infrastructure so that we don't produce these types of human beings or if we are these human beings are being produced as a result of the world they need to they need to be monitored and managed because i can only imagine and this is from like a non-scientific non-research just my opinion that as we move further into like a tech world where people are you know they're interacting over the internet um social media they might not be going out and actually meeting the opposite sex anymore or even the same sex there's different types of relationships now Um, but they might not be building those kind of relationships i can like relationships are key they're fundamental to life and of course, like people are going to react differently. So you might get people who get depressed and they get anxious. Some people have social anxiety and some people, obviously, they have their fits of, of rage. Obviously, it's not, it's not something we'd sanction or it's, it's, it's wrong. It's an abomination. Um, but we, I'm curious to know the underlying factors um, because if it's a movement, because I've seen the word, like I've seen incels, I've seen like, reddit groups and i've heard about it before so it's clearly more than just the odd person there's a community of people that feel this way so there's got to be something underlying and i think that needs to be brought to the forefront i think he needs to this this needs to be used to bring those underlying conditions to the forefront it needs to be addressed in a comprehensive way um because we're only moving further into a world where certain relationships might be more tricky to form um, so that's kind of how I feel about that, but it's definitely an abomination, definitely. Yeah, I don't really have too much to add, to be honest. Um, likewise, it was like, 
sad news and the way how they've been like drip feeding us the information like, mm-hmm. i get like they probably wanted to get the confirmed details before they start sharing like names and who was involved in that sort of thing but the fact that it was like members of his own family at least it just makes it even more baffling like if it was like purely women that he was shooting then there's a little bit more reason in there although like reason is probably the wrong word because obviously this is like Mm. unreasonable behavior to the like most extreme but you can see okay he's like clearly got an issue with women Mm. even though ironically he wants a relationship with women um so then he's turned his anger towards women and like mm. um killed a lot of them but that's not the case like he's killed his like members of his own family and so it's just it's it's, it's baffling it's actually baffling um and yeah to touch on Janai's point about technology yeah it is it's crazy and you can see unfortunately you can see these sorts of things maybe not resulting in murders but you can see these sorts of um social interactions problems with social interactions being much more prevalent going forward because as you were saying the exposure that people will have with each other on a more regular basis in terms of like face to face is going to decrease because we can do so much over the internet now so even when you look at kind of um internet chat rooms and these sorts of things you've got people who are probably well versed at doing well in on that platform mm. on those sorts of platforms but now you're obviously going to meet up at, at some point and you may not have necessarily developed those social skills in a face-to-face setting you've got them online but does that transfer so now if like you've got a load of people maybe even a generation of people who are sick at doing all of this stuff online but then they always fall at the last hurdle when it comes to face-to-face stuff it's like how do we as a society like address that and make sure that it doesn't end up in like someone getting hurt or or people feeling like um excluded from society or something like that Mm. um but yeah yeah, it's that sad news something else uh, like both of you have touched on around the technology aspect i think there's always and what janai was saying about how do we kind of tackle this i think you're always going to have there's always going to be bad people right like a very generalized term but i think you can it's a hard balance to strike companies like youtube and facebook like need to monitor if someone's uploading videos and they're talking about how like resentful they feel like towards women because they can't get a girlfriend and that this isn't the first kind of case we've had like this like i mentioned there was a case in canada like several years ago and i'm sure there have been others is it then on like those people that monitor at YouTube, at Facebook to alert the relevant authorities? And where I say is a difficult balance to strike is because then it does begin to infringe on privacy, but when people's lives are at risk, like where do we draw that line? Um, Because uh, since I think it was Twitter and Facebook deleted his accounts after the shooting. So, I mean, they were able to find his accounts and delete them. Before that, were there any flags raised that, you know, when they monitor and they say, oh, we're taking this down, it's been reported, or we've monitored this, it uses certain language. Like, so yeah, what was being done before is what I would say. The only thing I'd say about that is, is, as you're saying, it's a difficult balance to strike 
I think one of the most difficult challenges there is knowing what will result in a threat to life essentially mm. because I can imagine there's loads of people who have thoughts and feelings that you know they share on their socials the vast majority of them probably don't end up in anything um there will be a, a minority of cases where like this one someone does end up harming people um, but in a vast majority that's not the case so to I, I can't I don't even know how like a social media company will consistently alert whoever needs to be alerted that like yo this person is um communicating messages that we think might end up in something a bit more violent or serious or whatever it is like because the vast majority of those sorts of messages probably went it's just someone venting or whatever it is so mm-hmm. yeah difficult one. i'm a i'm a bit of a dreamer <laughs> i can't lie um but also i'm really fascinated by like ai technology it's probably like my favorite topic as well as like energy just in general mm-hmm. and i think that they're it's plausible maybe not immediate like soon but with the amount of different things that are being monitored, like like our heart rates can be monitored by like your Fitbits and like your NHS app will have like your medical history. Then like your bank account has obviously all your spending history and everything is like slowly like being consolidated. I feel like it might get to a stage and this is just again, me, my brain, <laughs> but where like you could tweet something and at the time that you tweet, there's like a stamp of who you are, like what your medical history is at that time. Like even like what is your heart rate at the time that you tweet? Like it might sound dystopian. <laughs> I feel like that because we're, there's so much data we're uploading at the same time, like yeah. you could actually, because it's all profiling, isn't it? Like that's how you would have to monitor people. Like you have to profile someone like, okay, their heart rate was this when they tweeted. This is how they're spending their money. This is the type of things they're viewing. And then by all that data, you could then think, okay, this person might actually act upon what they're tweeting. Or this person, hmm, their heart, their heart rate's kind of calm. They've been like watching like like church lectures on YouTube. Really, they're just like sharing an opinion. Like I feel like it sounds mad, yeah, but I actually think that that the more data we're uploading, the the soon that the the AI and technology is going to be smart enough to actually profile people a lot more accurately and then be able to target people and just be like, yeah, this person's an actual threat because of A, B, C, D, E, and this is real-time data. It sounds mad, but it makes sense in my head yeah, anyway. It may, and um, it's probably something that, yes, in a few years' time, in our lifetimes, will be achievable yeah. the way things are going, but it is kind of scary as well. And you put it like that. <laughs> yeah, one of the um, <clears throat> one of the things about that sort of world, I think, is that people will also adapt to that sort of process. So, so unfortunately, this is probably an unfair generalization, but a lot of the people that kind of commit these sorts of um, atrocities, essentially, he doesn't have a word for it are in communities together on like these mad like dark web 
social media sites where like nothing is traced, where men are acting hella anonymously and all of this stuff in it. So I don't know if they'll be operating on the same systems where their data that's being um, uploaded because of part of like, you know, you've got a BBC iPlayer account. I don't know if those two things are it are linked. Like, I don't know if they got the cookies set up like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think that a, a world that you that you've described like that is is too far away. To be fair, they already kind of do stuff like that already. That's why you get personalized ads. Um, True. So, True that. Yeah. Um. All right, my one was a bit more lighthearted, only slightly. Um, it's to do with A-level results and GCSE results. So this year, again, saw a record number of students getting like the top level, um, the top markings in A-levels and GCSEs. Um, In both cases, uh, exams have been scrapped. So this was, I think, the second year in a row where teachers have marked um, students based on uh, mock exams, coursework, that sort of thing. Um, so, congratulations to all of the the YGs out there yeah. doing bits. Um, but I feel like one aspect of this that's not talked about so often is the impact on teachers. Um, so I've read a few articles, and teachers are saying that they're stressed, fam. They're stressed because <clears throat> not only have they been having to kind of teach these kids who they probably have never met in person virtually um, which is difficult in itself um, now they're having to take on a role of exam boards essentially and mark mark um, work at exam level criteria because I didn't even know that there's like a different there's a different sort of criteria like <clears throat> like it's a bit more stringent um, when it comes to exams rather than kind of any other work that you you would have done before that so they're having to do a lot more um, as part of their normal remit now. Like their new normal is bare work. <laughs> Whereas like a lot of people, it's, it's, the, it's a slight reverse. So yeah, um, I was reading an article earlier and like this one teacher was saying that this is like been a mad stressful time. Like this is by far like one of the worst periods of her career. She's been teaching for like eight years. Um, and yeah, she's done nothing in the past two years apart from work, like lesson plan, teach, mark, go sleep, lesson plan, teach, mark, like literally just been a mad cycle. So, and I feel like that that side of things isn't um, yeah. communicated as often. Like you just hear like, oh yeah, the students are doing great now. Like all of these sick results coming out, but the knock-on effect for the teachers and those that are um, helping these uh, students is... Yeah, it's not all it's not all sunshine and roses. Nah, and teachers do not get paid enough for the work that they do. Um, I think that's one of the and people are like, oh, they get six weeks holidays, they get this, they get that. But in those holidays, a lot of the time they're doing lesson planning, or you know, yeah, it, it basically they don't. It's not full time off. Um, all the time they don't get paid a lot they're dealing with really stressful situations also as a teacher not only are you sometimes just dealing with the kids like sometimes you're dealing with parents like you're dealing with difficult parents that I've got a friend that's a teacher and some of the things she tells me like during parents evenings she might be like oh your kids acting up or they like spit on kids this is secondary school at school and the mum will be like 
or your dad what do you want me to do about it? it's your job they're in your care and she's like oh you but you're their parent like some of it and so I think there's so many aspects of being a teacher that I didn't really think about until I hear the stories day in day out so I can't I can only really like feel like feel for them during these past couple of years with the added pressures yeah same 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 I've always felt like teachers are mad undervalued mm. they basically raise your kids like they raise society and like there was a time I considered it and I just thought nah like they do not get paid nowhere near enough and they do shifts and this COVID because I watched that I've watched my little brother do lessons online Mm. And you just got man jumping out of the team's chat, people like posting dumb stuff. Like you can mute people. So people just mute the teacher. Like just some madnesses that are going on here in these virtual lessons. I'm just thinking this is long. Plus, as Barry was saying, yeah, the marking as well. Nah, like I kind of feel like they're like with um, like the NHS, like junior doctors, they these people need to be paid way more and they need a lot more support because uh, if you if you don't pay not even pay people <laughs> virus creasing right now <laughs> you know the mutant a teacher you know how rude that is i would be so vexed <laughs> <laughs> the mischief that would have been happening in Halen manor if we had virtual lessons would have been too nuts. <laughs> well, we were we were throwing rubber around while the teacher was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let alone virtual. Hey. Um, yeah. I feel like yeah, teachers need they need way more support because yeah, you don't you don't fully compensate people. The quality of their output is it can suffer. Mm. And you don't want teachers neglecting students, like Exactly. But that's the future. That's the future of the country, um, and also it can lead to some harmful situations because a lot of a lot of children, especially in like certain areas, are actually vulnerable. Mm. And we and tr- teachers being a teacher is a role of integrity. So we have to protect teachers' integrity by fully compensating them and making sure they feel supported. So I think that's a really good topic. Like, I never really thought about that side as well. Like I saw, like, is it Brompton Manor? They're getting some mad grades. Like, everyone's getting three A stars, four A's. I'm like, what? But I never even thought, what What have the teachers have to, have, what would the teachers have had to have done in that time period to, to, to facilitate that? So, yeah, man, that's a solid, solid topic, man. Big up all the teachers, for real. I wish there was something that we could do right now. But just give them some some words words of encouragement <laughs> give them give them a week give them a weekly clap <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. no it's true they are pillars of society man shout out all the teachers and that definitely yes people yeah we had to wrap it up still had places to go people to see and that but yeah hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll catch you in another two weeks keep it locked